0: So you could you go, you go to graveyards right now, dig up a body. I don't recommend doing it. That's grave robbing. But people would be buried with a little communion token that said, I can take communion. And it was so serious and so precious, you'd be buried with them. Now, Churches of Christ movement said, we're not particularly comfortable with that. Okay? And a couple of People said what we feel like is communion should be open to anyone who declares Jesus Christ as Lord and King. And so there was a split and a new denomination formed, right? Which is why church sometimes feels a little like Baskin or Robbins. It's a whole bunch of different flavors. But what the thing that I find really fascinating is what is the reason for the split, right? And a lot of times, like I think we've seen this week, is this return, what, what, what is Jesus calling us to be, right? That's usually the passion, the emphasis of it, right? And Glenn Davies, like him or don't like him, the whole um, desire behind what he was trying to achieve with Gafcon and all the stuff, if you know the Anglican stuff, there's a whole bunch going on there. But is this return to um, what Scripture is calling us to be, right? That's, that's his desire. And I think there's something in that for all of us to learn, whether or not we agree with it or disagree with it or we don't have any perspective on it at all, is when we look at schism, is finding the place what they're calling us back to do. Um, That has nothing to do with the offering, which we're about to take up. But sometimes you give a message that's got nothing to do with the offering because we all know that uh, giving to God's um work in the church is important in fact we're going to do two new books um, coming up Haggai and Zechariah which are about rebuilding the kingdom uh, sorry rebuilding the temple um, um, and I think there is a desire for God's people to be centered around God's temple which now dwells inside of us but this this desire to sow into so if you look around right now we've got scaffolding why because we're fixing the roof. And if you go out into the kitchen, the roof is being repaired out there. If you come here, 7 a.m. tomorrow, the church will be in process of being painted. We'll have a beautiful white chapel by the time we're done. Um, And so you'll see a lot of development going on around here. And so my encouragement is, is as you seem to see new growth within this church, the best way to um, be a part of that is to sow into it, whether it be with your time, with your talent or with your treasure. So I want to encourage you to do that. Um, After this, there will be a short period of time where the members of our church, I'd ask you to stick around. We are gonna vote for uh, the transition team um, who have been nominated to become the leadership team. They have kind of graciously stuck up their hands to do that. A member of our church grabbed me and said, can I just make a special mention? And I can't believe that I haven't done this. This is my bad. But I do want to say to the transition team who have led us through the last 15 months, a huge thank you um, for a a difficult and challenging season. You have been a real blessing. I'm just trying to find all of you. Um, And we uh, have journeyed it together. And sometimes it's been hard and sometimes it's been good. Um, And so this member just wanted to say thanks and thank you for um, everything that you've done in the last 15 months. Um, looking forward to voting and approving or whatever it might be. Um, but thank you, guys. You've done an awesome job, OK? If you want to clap, you can clap for that. Uh, the other thing is we've got Alpha coming up, uh, which is going to kick off September 8th. It's red slide, Josh. There it is. Um, Seven weeks starting September 8th. Um, We're going to kick off 6pm. We will probably have a little supper. We'll be in the church hall here. Uh, Thank you Anthony, thank you Living and thank you Doris who I think has just gone out to be with the kiddos um, for stepping up and helping us out with that. Uh, I think there was one other slide that I'm forgetting. Is there another one up there? Guess who's, yeah, thank you. All right. I'll make this point. Guess who's coming to dinner? has come up? We've got three hosts and zero participants. If you don't sign up, I'm going to sign all of you up to a group and then I'm going to have those groups figure out a time and a place that works best. But this is really part of community development. Um, and so I want to encourage you to be a part of that. When you walk out of here after we have a quick vote. There are pink little clipboards and they have sign-ups on them. Put your name on them because this is actually meant to be fun. There is. It's not up there. October something. We pushed it back a bit because it was was coming up too quick. Uh, Yep. Uh, that's highlighting one of the other things is that we always try and put stuff on when Pam's away. Um, She's starting to pick up on it, so act cool. Just act cool. Um, Yeah, no, we're going to do this a couple of times, but what I want to do is encourage us all to be a part of it. Can I just show of hands, are you okay if I just sign everyone up for it? Depends what night, all of that. I know that. But what I'm thinking, yeah. Sit. Okay, let's do that. Let's do that. I, just, I don't want it to die. I think it's going to be a good thing. Um, all right, let's do that. Uh, all right, let's kick on with the message. I'm going to pray for us. Oh, yeah, sorry, you did even say that.
1: Just, um, I just want to say that um, Anne Farrar's gone overseas, as you probably know, for quite a few weeks, and she's not keen to lead the Bible study after that, I don't think, because she, she's going into hebrew lessons and all sorts of stuff so uh bev and i are trying to keep it going on a monday but at 11 o'clock till one and we've brought it down a notch it's not a study we might do a study if we feel like it but if anyone's free on a monday any of the ladies which is a bit discriminatory men you're welcome to sort of um anyway 11 till one i know it is a ladies bible study oh you don't know what Days, do you really? Um, but you'd be very welcome. Bring a friend, anybody, you know, and we will sort of all maybe bring little bits of morning tea and have a social prayer and all of that. So, very welcome. Any lady in the room, very welcome. And the men, too. Ha ha ha. Bye.
0: All right, I'm going to pray for us and then let's get into the message. Our Lord Jesus, we give you thanks and praise. You are a great and awesome God, worthy of praise. Uh, Lord, we just surrender our hearts before you now as we turn to your word, that it might encourage and uplift us. Amen. Josh, are we good for recording, bud? Yeah, rock and roll. Um, so I, um, I went down a bit of a rabbit hole this week. I got really fascinated by the idea of artificial intelligence making pictures Okay, so it's, it's, a, it's a big thing right now is AI has gotten so good you can tell this computer, and there's a number of different applications you can use, um, a thought and it will turn it into a pretty amazing image. Okay, and a lot of the creative community is kind of up in arms about this. What does this mean for um, graphics designers and artists? Is this a good thing? Is it, is it a bad thing? Um, And I'm always fascinated about these things because I want, like, what what can the AI do? So I talked to the AI and I asked it to generate some images for me. And I want to show some to you and I want you to guess what I did. What did I ask the AI to make me? Uh, Yeah. Yeah, it's a boat. You're right. It's a wooden boat on a beach, nouveau style. Yeah. Does that feel about right? Yep, gave me those. And then I can refine them further, but that was the first one. Wooden boat on a beach. I figured we'd start easy. Okay, next image. What did I ask him to make? Well, oh, oh, sorry. Rabbit samurai, not a bad guess, but I don't do samurai stuff. What do I do? Jiu-jitsu bunny. Not a bad effort, right? Next one. What's this one? Satellite, not a bad guess. Star Wars is a good guess as well. In Star Wars there are a lot of these. Yes, it is. That is an intergalactic battle. That, that's exactly what I asked it to generate. So, and the only specific that I added to it is I wanted it shooting laser beams. Which, guess what? There's laser beams. Okay, next image. This is another one that it rendered, because I said, give me another option. And so it rendered this one. And then uh, next image. What did I ask it to do? This is harder. Space unicorn is close. Galaxy unicorn. So, what I asked it to generate was a a galaxy that consisted of the silhouette of a unicorn. Not a bad effort. What about this one? We're getting harder now. What do you think that one is? Any idea? Okay, that there is a hippopotamus wearing a kimono, street art style. Right? I thought I'd really give it a curly one. Um, okay, it, we got one more? Two more? I forget how many more. What was this one? Yeah, right. I just said Jesus, full stop. And this is what it generated. I get a sense this is more Chris Hemsworth but I would be in agreement with the other th- three that this is a fairly good depiction, okay? And, and the thing as I did it was I was really fascinated with what it would come up with for each of the different images. Um, because, because the artistic world is kind of in a stir about this, does this take the hands of creation out of the hands of the artist and put it in the hands of a machine? You know, And the two ideas that I had going around in my head was Imago Dei, which is the image of God of which we are created in, okay? And then Imago Christos, which is the example of Christ, okay? And then the other thing I was thinking of is Deus Ex Machina. What is that? Yes, but what is it? That's right, so there, there is an unsolvable issue within a narrative, okay? So it's a literary device that as you are... The, I was actually taught this by Austin, so Austin, I appreciate this is, this is your part of the message right here, mate. Um, it's a literary device used in storytelling to say that there is this giant unsolvable problem and no person can remedy what this problem is and then there is a bolt from the blue that magically solves this problem. The God of the machine solves it. And everyone, like, sometimes it's comedic and sometimes it's serious, but it's it's the thing from the machine that solves whatever the problem is, unexpectedly. Okay? And so what we have here is an idea that maybe everybody can be an artist because now we have a machine that can allow us to generate these ideas creatively. Solve the problem of creativity. Like I was saying, what, a week ago. Purple monkey riding a rocket ship, it can generate it for you. Our problem has been solved by the machine. But I wonder how well that sits with us sitting as the image of God. You see, this, this idea of the Imago Day kicks right off at the beginning of Genesis 1. Then God said, Let us make man in our image, in our likeness. Let them rule over the fish of the sea and the birds of the air, over the livestock, over all the earth, over the creatures that move along the ground. So God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created him, male and female, he created them. Genesis 5 picks up on this again. Um, this is written an account of Adam's line. line when God created man, he, he made him in the likeness of God. He created them, male and female, and blessed them. Okay. The imago Day, the image of God, is really significant for humanity. It has some profound implications. They are that it distinguishes humanity from the rest of the animal and plant kingdom. We are special. That might seem quite controversial to say today, but according to Scripture, humanity is created set apart in the image of God from everything else that God created. Secondly, it elevates humanity above all created things to exercise benevolent and ethical stewardship over all of creation. There was a purpose in us being special, that is to steward what God has created the second thing the third thing in the new testament we find the impetus to imitate christ who is the imago dei par excellence the best example of a person who reflected the image of god our lord and savior jesus So in James 3, verse 9, we get, With the tongue we praise, Lord and Father, and we curse men who have been made in God's likeness. Who has been made in God's likeness? Well, it's not just Christians. It's everybody. All of humanity have been made in the image of God. Some of us are aware of that. But our responsibility is to treat all of humanity as though they have been made in the image of God. Everybody, everywhere, at all times, has the image of God stamped upon them. It's inescapable. There is something special about humanity that separates us from everything else. And we've been mandated that we should live in the image of God, imitating Christ Jesus, who demonstrated how to do that best. Uh, Later on in James, James chapter 3, verses 13 to 18, it says, "'Who is wise in understanding among among you?' Let him show it by his good life, by deeds done in humility that comes from wisdom. But if you harbor bitter uh, bitter envy or selfish ambition in your hearts, do not boast about it or deny the truth. Such wisdom does not come down from heaven, but is earthly and unspiritual of the devil. For where you have envy and selfish ambition, there you will find disorder and every evil practice. But wisdom that comes from heaven is first of all pure and then peace-loving and then considerate and then submissive and then full of mercy and good fruit, impartial and sincere. Peacemakers who sow in peace raise a harvest of righteousness. Can we pull up um, the first image, Josh, in that series? When you first see these things, you go to yourself, man, that's a really good job. Looks like a boat, right? Looks like waves. Looks nouveau style, if you know that style. But the thing is, can I have the next image? Just start to cycle through them. They lack the detail, right? The ears aren't quite the right size. Next image. So pause on this one, right? Like I tell you it's a galactic spaceship and you go, it looks kind of like a galactic spaceship. But there's no detail. Like you can't if you zoom in on it it's just it's not quite all there is it Just stop here we go it's unicorn but is it a unicorn there's not a solitary horn on all of those it Does it looks like a seahorse sea See and this is what happens ...is when you start to stare at the AI image more and more and more... ...you realise that the details aren't there. It's missing something. Look at this one. The one in the bottom right is the closest thing to looking like a hippopotamus. The rest of them have faces in the middle of the backs... ...and ears shooting out of the top of its heads. It's incomplete. It's not finished. It lacks details. At the start, it looks impressive. But when you start to look deeper and delve into it, the eyes lack life. The ship lacks detail. The hippo is missing something. There's no pupils in this image, is there? doesn't feel complete you see the truth is the machine does not ultimately solve the issue of creativity because humanity has the ability to fill in the detail it can get you close to the mark but it doesn't give you the full picture We will not ultimately be saved by the machine for everything that we need. We are ultimately saved by Jesus who fills in the richness of the details. The machine is just a, it's a poor substitution for what God gives us. We weren't made in the image of the machine, were we? We were made in the image of God, who then sent Christ Jesus as a living example of what it means to live in the image of God, who fills us in with all the details, with all the richness, with all the fullness. But what we end up doing sometimes is sitting down and saying, hippo, kimono, street art style. And close enough is good enough. But it's not, is it? When we stare at it, we miss something. Because God is present in the details. God imprints upon us the rendered expression of the Imago Day. And no machine can substitute that. The fullness and the completeness of what God is calling us to do is revealed in Scripture. The details, first of all, purity, then peace-loving, then considerate and submissive, full of mercy and good fruit, impartial and sincere. Peacemakers who sow in peace raise a harvest of righteousness. I, I, I love James. I never had a brother. I had friends who had brothers. Who's, who's got brothers? Okay. I, I want you to read James with the lens that you have a brother, because James is the brother of Jesus. Who makes it very clear that he is a follower of Christ. That when he writes these things and talks about Such wisdom does not come down from heaven but is earthly, unspiritual, and of the devil. But wisdom that comes from heaven is first of all pure. Who is he talking about? His brother Jesus. Wisdom that comes down from heaven is first of all pure and then peace loving and considerate. My brother is pure. My brother is peace-loving, my brother is considerate, my brother is submissive, he is full of mercy, he is the good fruit, he is impartial, he is sincere. My brother is the peacemaker who sows in peace and raises a harvest of righteousness. This is James talking about his brother. Is that not extraordinary? A no single one of us has ever talked about our brother like that. <laughs> we have not dedicated a book to writing about how good our brother is. But James is aware that his brother is not just a brother, but the Imago Dei par excellence, and the brilliance is in the detail. So the thing that was percolating through my head all this week is that we turn to the machine that gives us a pretty recognizable example of what we should do but what we should do is turn to Jesus who fills in the details in brilliant clarity and is ultimately the person who saves, not the machine. You see, the literary device of being saved by the machine is just that. The reality device is Jesus is the one who saves. So my encouragement this week is to look to the details and live a life that demonstrates the details of the Imago day. Peace loving, considerate, submissive, full of mercy, good fruit, impartial and sincere, peacemakers who sow in peace and raise a harvest of righteousness. That's my encouragement. Let's pray. Lord Jesus, we surrender our hearts before you. Lord, as people imprinted with your image, that we might live in a way that declares your glory, that demonstrates your goodness. Lord, that we might sow in peace, And be pacemakers. Amen.